Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Burnt Hickory Brewery. Uh, doing a little different. We had planned to have Fat Orange Cat on this week, but they got hit by the tropical storm that went through. Yep, so, yep. so they'll have to reschedule. We'll definitely have them on again in the future. But uh, Scott Hadeen, Burt Hickory Brewery, was nice enough to join us. Scott, how are you, sir? I'm fine. You know, you called me up, said, you know, you want me to come down. I'm like, of course. I'm I love down. you guys. I love yeah, you guys. You, I'd be here. You know, well, we you're appreciate like, you. Yeah, I've actually been sleeping in the car outside since my just last waiting, appearance. Just right? waiting for you to make okay. that call. So I saw you out there, actually. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. Well, we appreciate that. That's I good saw stuff. you seeing me. Yeah. Well, I am Tim Dennis, and always my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. So you pretty much stole my thunder. Scott Hedin, the brewmaster for Burnt Hickory Brewery, yeah. is here. We're going to talk about, honestly, whatever the heck Scott we wants are. to talk this about. This is a freeform show. You can't control Scott. He you will cannot. go where he wants to go. You so. cannot. And this is a special tasty morsel just for our podcast yes. listeners this week. So we're going to we're just going to freelance it. We're oh, just sure. going to see mean, what whatever. goes on there. Let's Absolutely. We're going to outsource it. Oh, wait. No, we that's can. the wrong thing. Yeah, that's it. Right. Maybe we should have, though, right? <laughs> Possibly. <Sure enough. laughs> Absolutely. But we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to freeform it. We'll probably talk some about uh, seltzers. There's nothing. We'll talk milkshakes. There are so many topics right now about Can- craft Candy beer. bar beers, milkshake beers, uh, cereal you beers. Name it. It's a wonderful time. What's to... happening with the industry? Mustard beers. We'll actually talk about that a little oh, bit yeah. as yeah. we get going on here. But, oh, uh, I did see that mustard It'll be a good too. time. Yeah, sure. Scott, how's your week going? Has anything interesting happened for you this week? Or recently, I should say? The brewery's been open now for like eight and a half, you know, going on nine years so it's kind of pretty much been the same thing so i mean it's always a new every every day there's a challenge sure i mean you start to get things laid out you start to get everything how the rails laid for the train and then long comes something that's going to throw you off in georgia it was like when's the law going to change when's the law going to change and then the law kind of changes then remember it changed back it changed it remember did that? that's right that's yeah, right. that was a classic yeah. yeah and then you know it finally changed and then we're chewing along and everything's going great you know and then there's you know this covid comes out of nowhere and it's you know it's it's a weird time i mean for any type of business it's crazy it is there's no one that hasn't been impacted tremendously by covid no one Uh, no one's escaped it's it's one of those times that you're going to be like well back in my day we had covid but um you know and we're fortunate here in georgia their tap rooms have been able to open we we had temporarily just to go only and then limited in the tap room serving but like you were talking about before we came on the air here in florida they've shut them down if they don't serve food they can't serve anything you know we 
you know, it's kind of like this whole model started where this no distribution, kind of like we dreamed one day we'd have where we just open a tap room and sell out the back door right. or the front door or the roof or wherever. Whatever, to come and in And now you all of a sudden to. you get that, and then all of a sudden here comes this, you know, you know, out of nowhere, you know, virus came, and then all of a sudden you don't have that. So what do you do? So we kind of, Bert Hickory, you know, I make the joke, we, you know, we've been going out of business for eight and a half years. So I'm, you know... I mean, I know you should to, start selling rugs as well. Do it like that, that store. Part of that business. Yeah, model. I mean, you know, yeah. so you know, Bert Hickory Brewery. We've been social distancing since 2012, right? And whether so, we liked it or not. Yeah, whether you know, it's like, but um, you know, I tell people like, I know what kind of wood burns best in the oil drum, and I know what where the good eat, where the good eaten on the squirrel is. That's so right. I've been living, yeah. you know, I've been a brewer for eight and a half years. So I know what it's like to be poor. Find the right trash can, you make one heck of a salad, right? I, I, you know, you got to love it. In fact, that sounds like a good beer name. That's one heck of a salad. That's what you call spontaneous <laughs> fermentation. Out there. That's, That's it, what yeah, I would absolutely. name it and not give yeah. you credit. That's, I, you know what? <laughs> that happens, man. Don't go that there. Happens. And that so um, um, it made it so a lot of these people thought it was going to be kind of a wide open thing. We're going to make beer and people are going to drink beer. And it's everybody kind of a fool's paradise where you're going to just go for it. And all of a sudden, you kind of get a reminder that nothing is set in stone. You just kind of be, you know, ready. At Burn Hickory, we kind of had a system set up where we knew how to like sell beer in different ways based on the way the laws were, you know, eight years ago. Right. So we're doing like curbside. We're doing special variant releases where they're like the cans. And you're kind of laughing about kind of my can labels are kind of Let, dull. Do what but, you got to do, man. But this is kind of I the, like the names. Well, That's, the, and, well the, the thing about that, the labels are just kind of generic because they're supposed to be kind of like mini. These are like these 12 ounce cans are like mini crawlers to go. And my brewer at Trapper was like, well, where are we going to get labels? I said, is the Staples open? <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Where's the Sharpie? Yeah. Well, so. I mean, but that's kind of, you know, it's, it goes back to that. You know, it's not about the can, the wrapper. It's what's inside. So, but people were finding they couldn't come into our tap room and get all our different variants that we have made. So I said, okay, why don't we just can them and get them out there? And they're like, well, no one's going to want a whole crowler. So why don't we just fill some of these brights that we had? And, and actually, we first started because I'm the guy who bought like a pallet of bottles about two weeks before I bought a canner. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. So we started sure. filling these old bottles that I had. Um, I was at Burnt Hickory Brewery the first time you bottled beer for sale. The first time at a little three-head filler. Yeah, a bottle in back in the. I mean that. And again, yeah. those I worked lessons, on that as well. Yeah. Point, right. those, yeah, I had everybody. I was like Tom yeah. Sawyer with whitewashing the fence. Like, come on down, let's <laughs> have a good time. This sure now. is fun. This sure is fun. Get out there, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you're like, I'm working in a brewery. Well, grab a mop. <laughs> Wait, how did I how did I get to work here? Like, I yeah. I why am I cleaning yeah. toilets? I thought I was brewing <laughs> oh, beer. Yeah. Why am I painting yeah. this? That's fence? called R and D, Brian. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in some breweries, that's R and D. But so we kind of adapted that. You know, I've kind of said this recently a lot. Is like we we've still got to get the beer out there and get it to people but we just have to do it a different way sure the one thing i can say about alcohol and the business that i'm in and the, the business that you guys are reporting on that that's never going to go away you You're know you can't a download drink. a beer yet right there's got to be some way i'll I figure think you it can. out can't can't you with some of those beer machines you can download the recipe. I think or the, the recipe. You yeah. still have to get the the ingredients. They haven't come up with a way of three D printing malt yet. Right. When they do, we'll get oh it. man, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. No, I thought about that. You would you would buy a refrigerator sent to you, and every day you'd have to download the new. The code would keep changing to open. It. Like Star Trek, where you just go in and tell it what you want. Tell it what beer. Just you like want. Star Trek. Pliny, yeah. Pliny, Pliny, <laughs> Pliny for president. Pliny, Pliny. chilled. 
Oh, Pliny chill. I wonder how That's Pliny, right. if Pliny was president, how would he handle things? But anyway, Just back to our original. I love how I'm trying to keep things on the topic. You're yeah. not, because <laughs> the question was, how was your week? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, by the time I get done with it, it'll be next week. That's um, it, yes. But the, what we're seeing is alcohol is something that, again, liquor stores were considered essential. <laughs> they were, So, yes. you know, so people are still going to get, you know, taking going to the dentist or... Going, taking your dog to the vet or getting a haircut may not be essential, but going to the liquor store is. So since I may make alcohol, people you're will. I'm essential. People, so you're still going to say, you always say that's that, it's good. The, you know, it's alcohol nice that you've and finally vi- been validated. Alcohol and video games will sell. Good stuff, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So the week's been okay. We've been canning, making the week. That was the on. longest anyone's ever <laughs> taken to answer how was your I week. I love how you guys sit. That was like the entire that. segment. This this no. That's <laughs> yeah. it. And okay. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the. And Brian, it, how was your week? It wasn't as exciting as Scott's week. I can probably go over it a little quicker. But, uh, yeah, so I got into my, my drink your cellar, hashtag drink your cellar pick for this okay. week. It was Weyerbacher's 21st Anniversary Ale, which was a bourbon barrel aged beer with no lactose or coffee, surprisingly. What? I just realized how weird it was when I drank that. Bourbon barrel aged cocoa nibs and vanilla. And uh, held up really well from uh, 2016, I believe. So Okay. I, it reminded me how much Weyerbacher beer I have, like, hoarded all over the place that I, I don't see them out as much as I used to, but I drank a ton of those. Weyerbacher is another brewery that when I drink their beer, I'm like, I should drink more of their beer. Oh, absolutely. You know, another one yeah. for me is Avery. That that's oh, yeah. one that I'm like, yeah. man, I really should drink more. Every time I drink an Avery beer, I'm like, I should drink more You know, Avery. it's so funny because I used to have so much Weyerbacher and yeah. Avery beers. I just don't – and that's the kind of the trend that's going on in the industry, not to get back to more – about money and all those type Back of Back to the industry talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we got it. The whole thing is, you know, people, why is anybody, Weyerbacher, New Jersey, right? I think so. I think they're Pennsylvania. I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe like Eastern exactly. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. I think it's Eastern Pennsylvania. Why would I want to drink a beer from Pennsylvania while I'm in Georgia? Because, you know, whatever be- whatever beer is made in another part of the state, we have a brewery here that makes it just as well or if not better. Because it used to be different when we only had X number of breweries, but now we've got every type of style you'd want to have. And I, You know I what? Mean, I would agree that now I still think there's beers that come from out of Georgia that may be better of a certain style. But I think if you were landlocked in Georgia, if, if we were like Texas and we broke off as our own country and you couldn't get anything but Georgia beer, you're not going to be disappointed. No, you're not. Yeah. You're going to have everything and from the beer, crispy Pilsners I, to the IPA stouts, everything. I still so. th- And I go back to that thing. It's kind of like the punk rock thing is where, you know, now there's like a when there used to be like 10 great bands. Now there's like 200 great bands and you yeah. can craft beers now at the mall. You know, there's you still I, a lot of crappy bands out there. Too, wow. Yes. So, I mean, that's like yeah. anything. But, you know, like Sam Calajone from uh, Dogfish Head was like, I saw, I started a brewery. Now you go do one. Yeah. Well, 8,000 of us did it. Yeah. They and, listened. You know, and he, we're sure. now, you know, we have to try to sell. And, you know, he's uh, has a beer from Delaware and he's trying to sell it. You know, he's trying to it's sell 60 minute IPA in California. And, you know, no matter how much he tries, that beer is not going to be as fresh as the beer made up the street. Uh, And we've seen it like with Stone and and Green Green Flash Flash and all of those. You know, that's it's these guys. The last five years, there's just been a massive shift in the dynamic of the craft beer industry. It's been like anything. It's like you're going toward the hyper local. And it's kind of funny because back before Prohibition, 
there were, you know, X number of breweries and everybody you drank at your local brewery. Like even like in sure. the eighties, you know, my local beers were like, you know, Stoney's or Natty Bogues. I grew up in or Rolling Rock or Yingling. And you go to other parts of the country and you'd find like Point or you'd find like Jacks or Pearl. Kind of like Germany. When you go to Germany, they still say hey, I'm going to Germany. I'm going to be here, here, and here. Yeah. What should I drink? They're like, drink whatever's in the local yeah, pub. And, That's and, and we've got that here now, Yeah. but there's just so much. There was always that talk about, you know, after, you know, the prohibition and then there was, you know, the con- kind of homogenizing of the beer industry where Bud and all that, you know, started taking away the small town breweries. And we went down to maybe 30 or 40 breweries in the country in the 70s. Yeah. And everybody, you know, the craft beer Brewers Association was talking about, you know, someday we'll get back to the pre-prohibition level of breweries that we had of 1800. And that was like in 2012. And they said, the way things are going, we may, by 2000, you know, by 2018, we may have like almost 3,000 breweries in the country. Now it's like 8,000. So there's, I mean, if you're a craft beer drinker, it's a great time. It's a good time to be a a beer drinker. To be a beer drinker. Be a brewery owner, it's a little different, it's right? Like a, it's a business. I mean, yeah. as much as you want to go living the dream, I, I opened a brewery, man. That's so cool. And I go, okay, well, you know, it is a business. Yeah. Got to keep that in mind, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Tim, I think we should get into the beers of the week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Well, Brian, as always, we've got a great list of beers to get into here. Of course, we got some good stuff from Burnt Hickory Brewery. We, we've well, sipped yes. some White Flag here, which is an apricot saison. Very good. I am currently enjoying Revival. That's our, right? our Pilsner. The Pilsner. Yes. Very good. We've got Sacred Love, a little named after uh, a uh, Bad Brain song. That's right. For those we that know that. love the Bad Brains. And, and I know you love punk rock. Because I do. I know about the story about MDC. MDC. At yes, the airport absolutely. in Albany. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And the first story we've you also told me about got. Uh, we've also going to get into uh, Tilquin Gooserable, Gooserable. I guess, yeah, something along there. A maple goose, and uh, one that we got hooked up with from our friends from Schoolhouse, a brunch AF coffee bourbon maple stout. Uh, we got a little preview of that one. That's actually releasing uh, Sunday tomorrow. So check that out. We're going to check that out. And if you're Indeed. in the area, go over there and check it out as well, for sure. For sure. Well, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. So as we've been talking, the pandemic has been roughed on craft beer this year, and now we know about how rough it's been. According to the Brewers Association, craft beer is down about 10% in the first half of 2020. This is based on the association's mid-year production survey. Though these numbers come with a bit of a caveat, the Brewers Association's chief economist, Bart Watson, says that there is a bigger margin of error in the numbers this year because of a variety of factors, higher variation in brewery performance, greater challenges aggregating the data, some people just aren't reporting it, and uh, some missing tax data because taxes were deferred. So in truth, it's possible the numbers could be actually a little higher or a little lower, but he says 10% is his best estimate based on the available data. I did see that he said, depending on where you looked exactly, it could vary a little bit, so... And what is clearly the most important news of the week, beyond that, and possibly of the year, we've learned that Oscar Blues has released a limited edition mustard beer, a 
quote, tropical wheat ale that was infused with 150 pounds of French's mustard for release on National Mustard Day, which was August 1st. Uh, I know people complain about how wacky craft beer has become, but that didn't stop some online sellers from completely selling out of their supply in just minutes, according to Beer Street Journal. A shame about the timing of this release, though, a few months earlier, and they could have gotten together with the uh, the place that brewed the, the hot the dog beer. The hot dog beer, beer right? right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's been pretzel beers out there, too, so Indeed. we really could get some nice uh, cuvées going here. And you probably could find something that resembles a sauerkraut beer from a lot of places. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could <laughs> get, get it all together. together. Sure enough. All right, so one for uh, us here locally. Georgia has taken another step closer to joining the modern world. Governor Kemp has signed a bill allowing delivery of beer, wine, and spirits to residents' homes. But unfortunately, these deliveries can only be made by stores and restaurants. And some restaurants, so it's not even all of them. Breweries and brew pubs are still out of luck as there are delivery services that are gaining uh, steam around the country. They are also out of luck. The new regulations will need to be drawn up so that maybe a few months before we can even take advantage of this. So the important thing here, Tim, and I know you're, I know you're worried. Ahead, let me know. No distributors were harmed by the passage of this bill. Oh, I can, I can see them. you, you know, starting to sweat. You know, and, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Let's talk <laughs> about that a little bit. Scott, have you looked into that bill much, the um, details it, of the bill? It, you know, I saw that. I mean, it's okay. I think the well, – first of all, when I was a kid, it would be great, you know – Sure. You know, well, like, I, like when you I call lived in New York, send, uh, send some beer over. My so, you know. This has been long enough ago that <laughs> I don't my think dad I'm going to come to the door. But I don't think I'm going to get anyone into trouble. But that was a thing when I was in my early teens and we lived in New York. I had a friend whose sister was a few years older than us. She was like 18 or 19. And the courier services there would they'd pick up beer at the store for you and bring it. So and a lot of times they wouldn't they wouldn't card. So we frequently got. I don't think they would have sold us. We were like 14, 15, but his sister had no. You issue know, with I it. think sure. under, I think that but, type of underage that worrying about it's it's so. Again, it goes. There's so much yeah. else going on in the world now. It's sort of like yeah. if some store can generate some revenue by selling beer and stay and stay you know in the black and stay open. You know, you kind of got to do what you kind of got to do. I mean, sure. for breweries, I can kind of see that be the beginning of maybe a couple of the bricks falling from the wall more where. What's going to stop a restaurant from ordering a beer to be delivered from me to them? That's where we have to get to the point. I would like to think that after this COVID thing happened, that it kind of became more obvious that we need to be able to get beer directly to our customers, like the, when they need it, how they need it. I think the problem that distributors are having is seeing they don't know whether their regular customers, the restaurants are open or not open or what they're going to buy. Or are they going to plan for the whole month? And it's kind of hard to make a business plan if you don't know whether your bar is going to be open or not. Right. So we yeah, found so we found some places where we were, they call us up going, we can't get your beer. Well, and we were like, oh, okay, because there's only X number of kegs that are available. And, uh, they, and then my distributor forecasted that there only going to be so much demand for it. Then some bars, you know, whatever restaurants opened up, took it all. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, because oh, they right. don't want to overcommit because that's the problem. You know, we are dealing with a perishable product where right. if they send it, if we send it in, it may sit for like three months because all of a sudden the bars aren't ordering. Then all of a sudden the bars open in spurts, they take it all, then it's gone. Yeah. So I got to watch it. But you know what? I want to talk about some Scott's the politics of this. And this is something interesting, worth noting here. And this isn't anything that is, you know, unique to Georgia. This kind of stuff goes on around the country. So politics, the politics and, you know, with beer and distributors and that. So 
breweries and brew pubs were specifically excluded from being able to deliver to this. By Georgia state law, brew pubs are classified as a retailer. So if other retailers can deliver, brew pubs should be able to as well. But they can't. They were specifically excluded. With the people that are allowed to do the delivery, any beer that is delivered is going to go through a distributor slash wholesaler. So if a restaurant delivers, a bottle shop delivers, it's going to go through that wholesaler. Yeah. If a brewery or a brew pub was yeah. able to deliver directly, they would not go through a wholesaler. I think there's a tax issue. So, well, you could collect the tax. That's not an issue because you guys pay tax now. So it's something if they did Excise it Excise tax, yes, on if, our sales right. out of tax. So if there Correct. was something, you sell direct to the consumer, this and that, I'll put it this way, taxes wouldn't be an issue. They would figure that part out. Oh, yeah, they definitely they would it. figure that out. I, I mean, I think But something is- interesting to note with this is the bill sponsor, one of the bill sponsors, Brett Harrell, Brett has received a substantial amount from the wholesale lobby, as well as the Georgia Restaurant Association. I am shocked, Tim. Right. Shocked. Shock and all. Cannot awe. believe yes. that that would be the case. Right. So it's something worth noting that it's something that you have to take a look at. If you see a politician that has substantial donations from these groups, and then he writes a law that specifically excludes businesses that would not benefit these groups that have donated to him, you've got to question that. You've got well, to look at that. You so. know, it's again, I go, I've been in the business here in Georgia for a while. The fact that I can actually have a tap room now, <laughs> we, you know, our tap room at Burn Hickory was a storage area that we had to convert into a right. tap room because, sure. you know, we were told when we opened, you could never have a tap room. Now, to see that, I, I can see them trying to get that bill through just to help out restaurants during this COVID thing, but they threw that the brewery thing and they're probably so it didn't open another can of worms and it would start a whole ball rolling like it was one of those I things i think this bill was in process before oh, okay. COVID See, even hit. so that's yeah. something that and, and another thing but i think it would lead that, if, if that works then that would pave the road i still think that there has to be yeah and it, it also another good COVID's thing it a does, game changer no matter what sure another good thing it does breweries and brew pubs can give samples of their beers to their liquor stores to their bottle shops and uh liquor stores can now do tastings so you can go in oh. there and you can do a tasting. So that's another thing we got out of the bill as well. It's interesting so. that you mentioned liquor stores because you know who was uh, very much large package stores because yeah. they are not set up for delivery. Yeah. And now this exposes them to competition that they have to gear up and face. They were added back in at the very last minute to this bill because yeah. they had requested to be opted out. And they were added so back in at the So liquor stores minute. can do tastings now. Yes. When is that in effect? So the the way the bill says is on or before 010121. Oh, okay, okay. So that's it. So, you know, y'all, we're going to take a quick break here. Again, doing things a little differently this week, but we do want to take a break and share our sponsor messages. They keep the show on along with our Patreon supporters. So please do give them a listen, support their products, or consider supporting us on Patreon. We would really appreciate it. And we'll be right back with more from Scott Hadeen at Burn Hickory Brewery. It's time to take your snack back with bold flavors that complement your latest brew. Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds will do just that with flavors like Korean Kimchi Barbecue, Honey Chipotle, Cilantro Lime, and more. Munch on these beer-friendly bacon bites right out of the bag or crush them in your favorite recipes as a substitute for breading. Find your next bag at Kroger or go to southernrecipesmallbatch.com for recipes and a buy-two-get-one coupon. That's southernrecipesmallbatch.com. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. 
The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, poppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram i didn't enjoy it at all now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all of these episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all the popular podcasting apps and the unpopular ones and the ones in the middle of the range all of them across the board across the board let's Everywhere. get back to uh scott hedin and burnt hickory brewery scott hedin hello good sir Good, sir. We always enjoy talking with you, Scott. We have known each other, uh, what, Way seven, eight years? Hundreds or of years. So Hundreds now. of years. Remember we used to run yeah. that, uh, the surfs and the, and the fuel yes, system? the fuel back system back then, yeah. 1500s. We, we let them eat cake. We did. We did. That was nice of us. But, uh, you know, when I discovered Burnt Hickory Brewery, I think your brewery was like three months old at the time. And this was back in the days when Georgia Beer, you could only do tours and tastings oh, yeah, and tap yeah, rooms. Yeah. And you were only doing them once a month at the time. Oh, yeah. It's only, I only had enough yeah. beer to, that would clean us out. Right. And I went, the first couple tastings I went to, there was maybe 30 or 40 people there. And then it got to where there was 100, then 200, then 2,000. Yeah, yeah. It was, know, like just, the only it, was go- it was like the only thing going. And it's so yeah. funny. A lot of people would see that going, wow, that must be a gold mine. And I'm going... There's only if there's 200 people here, I only made twelve dollars or ten bucks right? a head. You yeah, know the deal was I ahead. sold you yeah. like a 65 cent glass for right. ten bucks, and I could give you six six ounce pours. Yep, exactly. So it's like you went to the Mercedes factory and you it was a sixty thousand dollar tour, and at the end you got a free a free car, a keychain. But that's car. all you could I'm get. Done. It lit capped that. I couldn't, you know, right. So I mean, yeah, it was, I did that too much too soon type thing where like Burn Hickory we came rolling out real hard, and it was kind of like. I know the law is going to change. I know the law is going to change. Just got to hold on, man. We can't, there's no way on. Georgia will be the last state, and you know, and we work the little yeah. <laughs> the little needle going across the record yeah. sound. You know, it is. So I mean, but it is. You know, we're still we're still not as far. I mean, you think about how even though there seems like there's a lot of breweries here, there's a lot of breweries in North Carolina. There's a lot sure. of breweries in Tennessee. We've still got plenty of room. That's people people here will say, well, we're getting saturated. No, we're not. They're we're still not even close to saturation. We keep on our website, we keep a map of Georgia breweries. There's still very large pockets where there's nothing. Yeah, you know? so there's, I still there's think there needs to there. be concentration. I think that it needs to be the education of the beer drinker. Like we need to have make sure people there's more. We got to get the number of craft beer drinkers up. There's still a lot of people Keep who drink it. Bud and Miller here. Not to right. sl- I like those beers. But, not to slam on Bud or Miller, but but get more people seeking out local beer. And you know the communities where typically would be what you would think would be the Bud Miller, the BMC drinkers, Bud Miller Coors drinkers. When the they B- get a local BMC. brewery, when they get a local brewery, they support the heck out of them, man. We yeah. we've seen that Oconee Brewing. 
You know, there's not a lot there. I think it's Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro. Greensboro. So yeah. they got huge support. Georgia Beer Company down in Valdosta. These folks are diehard fans. That's that's one big thing about when you're the first craft brewery in a smaller town. People are passionately support you. So you have that fan base that they're not. We're flaky. Us city folks are flaky, Scott. Yeah, we have I know. options. We're going to go. I mean, to, I have that. You know, I have that saying I say all the time. Like it used to be, if a brewery opened up within thirty miles of you, you were like stoked. Now, if it's more sure. than three blocks, you're like meh. Right. We've seen that. We did. Uh, we were doing shows in Portland. We were on a station in Seattle and doing some uh, different shows out there, um, and uh, got a brewery in Tacoma. And we consider that at the time a quote unquote local brewery. You know, it's not that far, Seattle, Tacoma area. But uh, we were quickly told they're like, that's not local. You know, locals, locals two blocks down the road. That's you know, true. And I mean, they had a couple of that. options that were sure. basically two yeah, blocks exactly. down the road. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it really is kind of like that. You know, do we say is Creature Comforts a local brewery here in Northwest sure. Cobb? Are yeah. they? I mean, Athens is, you know, an hour and a half, two hours away. Yep. Is. Terrapin alone, or is Sweetwater considered? Well, they're that's because well, they're so breweries big. in Birmingham could be considered just as local I mean, as Creature I, for some people, you know. Yeah, they're exactly. Or anything, a shorter drive, yeah, I like, think, or depending on where you are, yeah, exactly. or like in Chattanooga. So it's I, I know I kind of see we're carving up little fiefdoms like Northwest Cobb or the ITP OTP, or then are you going to be? I think the South Side of Atlanta probably needs more. I guess some breweries do pretty well down there. Uh, even going west, going into like Douglas County, I guess breweries out there are doing well. I mean, there's a brewery in Carrollton that makes amazing beer, so it's kind of like... Printer's Ale. Yeah. yeah, they do quite well out Oh, there. I thought... The, oh, that's LaGrange is where Wild Leap is. Wild Leap is in LaGrange, correct. I was talking yeah. about Wild Leap, but no, I do like Printer's Ale, too. They're Printer's is good beer. stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's quality. So I think that the thing with the, the BMC drinkers, and I don't think it's education these folks need. They just need access. They need convenience. Because sure. they're not going to... They're not dedicated like some of us are to go looking for this stuff. If it shows up locally, they're all, they're all for it. They'll get behind it, but it has to be there. If it's not convenient they're just gonna drink bud Miller, they're not gonna go to the yeah. to the store and buy the craft beer but no. if you've got a local brewery where you can go in and you get a pint poured and sit down that's gonna be what turns yeah i mean it's, it's kind of like you know when i opened my brewery it was what the whole idea was i was i'm gonna make beer i'm gonna keg it and i'm gonna you know bottle it oh my god bottle it and sell it to my distributor and be and i'd be so stoked to see it on tap at a bar or on the shelf now i have to actually run a bar and I have to run a store too because I got to be able. I can't just turn my back on, you know, that money that's you know that's going to come in from people who want to buy. So you know, we're doing like promotions and we're doing trivia nights tonight at the brewery. We're having you know that type of thing where it, you you know you, you got to compete with it. You've you you have, have to have trivia to night sure. at a brewery just to get people to come yeah. to your brewery. And it used to be like you know I would think uh, I'm opening a brewery. I should be like you know a magnet for cool people. Did I actually just say that? <laughs> magnet for cool people. I think you're a magnet for cool people, yeah, Scott. Yeah. You're no, here well, with us right now. That's yeah. true. It's well, true. I mean, we might yeah. be magnets for people like Scott. So oh, that's a gosh, possibility. That's, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. I love I'm you sorry. It's, I'm it's sorry. True. It's a downer. <laughs> it's true. I do love you guys. So, Scott, we want to get your opinion on some some trends and, okay. and, and all that stuff that's going on in the beer industry. Like we talked, minutes. there's been a lot of changes over the years. You know, nine years ago, that's ancient history. Uh, for a brewery, uh, it's know, it's it's totally different. Well, you see things like, okay, so throw a subject out, and I'll give you my opinion on it. You know what? what let's talk about uh, milkshake IPAs. You know the or the move from bitterness to fruit. You know the tr- the switch from a west coast to a northeast, and uh, the move from there into the milkshakes. What do you think of the new trend of IPAs? Um, 
You know, I, I have, you know, like I had a, our Killboy Powerhead was an orange creamsicle beer that we did like four or five years ago because I thought that would be kind of a cool thing to do. Bring it back. It's great. We have it. You, okay. just, you just need to come visit us. Oh, all right. We have Let's one called Lexicon Devils, which is a strawberry version. Or you can bring it here. Okay. Okay, well, I got my brother the cow, but anyway, it doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. But listen, it, it is what you got to you got to take from it what you got to take from it. I don't want to be that person who says, you know, like the guy that told the Beatles, there's no way that rock and roll bands are ever going to make, you know, blah, blah, blah. You never, you know, or kids today, you know, we used to make fun of our parents saying that you guys don't understand what real music is. You have to brew what the demand is. If nobody bought a milkshake IPA, then it would stop. <laughs> Okay, so people are obviously buying them and enjoying. I think it's, there's a novelty to it. You can enjoy, a, you know, if you say you're a film aficionado, you, you, aficionado, whatever. You aficionado. Like, aficionado, you can say Citizen Kane is a great film or Le Samurai or, you know, whatever. The I watched the Swedish version of Insomnia, you know, that. But you still every once in a while want to go watch, like, you know, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> so or airplane so, or something yeah. like that. Well, or even a goofy movie where you've got different things. You've got to know the rules to break the rules type of thing. So to have an experiment within the type of framework that you have, like, you know, what I'm trying to get at is you should be able to expand your mind and see different places and different beer can take you to different directions. And I believe as long as at the core of the good IPA, you shouldn't make a milkshake IPA just to cover up a bad flavor. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Where you can kind of get away with a lot more by flavoring. It's kind of like if you play guitar, you put distortion to cover up all your mistakes. If you add more stuff to your IPA, it's not going to be, you know. Plus, you know, you got to kind of do something to put yourself on the radar now. How many IPAs are out there? People, you know, people. some people may remember a certain IPA because they really like it. But if you add, like, it's a strawberry milkshake, hazy IPA made with, you know, I don't know, stardust or something, right? It's going to stand out and, it's, and people are going to notice it. Plus, we live in a society that pretty much has become give me convenience or give me death where it's got to go on Facebook. Isn't that Dead be, Kennedys? It is Dead Kennedys. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. yeah. and, and I can't bring up the MDC and the Albany air, airport story. but <laughs> Syracuse. But, Syracuse. But what, we, what you see <laughs> is people are not going to be sitting down and going, there's so much variety now. When you used to buy a tape, like a cassette tape or even an eight-track tape or even an album. You'd play it all the way through. Now you can skip. Did so, you? Was your first record player the, like, toilet paper tube type where you – No, it was that little Fisher like play – oh, uh, I remember right, that with the plastic With records. the plastic record. Yeah, yeah. That, but, Was that uh, the one with the lid that opens up? Yeah. Yes. You, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. The, yeah, yeah. To basically get to it that we have a consumers that are very short-minded and they want to be able to – try different things and move on. It's like Spotify. It used to be to get records, you had to go to record stores and buy them. Now you just go on your phone and you can find your whole record just collection. Done. And, right. you know, it's easy. So you've got things where people want stuff conveniently and quickly and as much as they can get. So people are getting tired with stuff. Like to find somebody, say, I want to, you know, I only drink this one beer. That's it. Well, now you're delving into craft beer. You're seeing this, this, and then you get bored, and you're going to go to the next level. So question to kind but, of So I, I think, well, to answer your question, I think milkshake IPAs are pretty cool. Is it something I want to drink forever? No. Is it something that I, that I want to be known for? You know, Burnt Hickory made the best milkshake IPA ever. I'm like, no, but, you know. 
You're wanna... more about candy bars than milkshakes, right? Well, I was, yes. Know, well, yeah. I mean, I, back I, before I, it was cool too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of you kind of sat there and looked. Well, what can I do right now to make this different, or what can I do to go to the opposite? You know, I kind of believe in the Seinfeld. George, do the exact opposite. Do of the what, opposite. Sure. Do the opposite. I would say, how am I going to like? I want to make a banana Foster's coffee IPA. Or I want to make, you know, I was really intrigued by, remember that, the white stout? Yes, sure enough. Yes. Remember yeah. those? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I've always been the kind of guy that was kind of like intrigued by the newest and latest. Like when the, when the I don't know, when. Did I re- you I make a when, Brute IPA when they were popular? Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Not <laughs> accidentally. We accidentally dried this one out. <laughs> so I have a specific question talking about okay, we'll move on. But the trends. No, it's it's oh. really it's related to this. So we're talking about people want the new, the exciting, the changing, you know, the the cereal, the milkshake, this and that. But on the flip side of that spectrum, there's also a growing appreciation and desire for Pilsners. The crispy boys. Brian. Crispy boys. And so you get people who looked at just today on a local beer forum, someone's like, Hey, I just moved back here from Chicago. Who's making the good pilsners? And that's something you wouldn't have heard out of a craft beer drinker five years ago. Absolutely not. It's all cyclical. You you, you remember how it kind of went. IPAs were, you know, back in the day, it's like, oh, my God, you got to have Pliny. I mean, you got to have it fresh. Sure. Then it's an IPA. Then all of a sudden, a lot of the uh, craft beer people start going toward the bourbon barrel aged stouts. You got to get your Dark Lords and you got to get your beers that are like way up there. You were kind of in the same crowd, let's say, generation of beer. Then we started going after sours. Then, you know, like we're talking about, oh, Canyon, and you got to get this, and you do your Berliners. And then everybody else starts kind of following that. So, like, now I think we're getting to the point where the craft beer drinkers who got into IPAs two years ago, they're now starting to get into pastry stouts, and they're starting to see cereal beers, and, you know, you know they're seeing the growth. And, again, it's and while the people who are the craft beer lovers who are into, like, sours and all that stuff from, like, you know, three years ago, or now we're going back around going – I like to just drink a plain Jane straight out Pilsner. Now, as a brewer, a Pilsner is hard to make because you can't hide anything in it. That goes back to my original thing about the milkshake. You keep dumping ingredients or more stuff. Ingredients. You you can mask if you're off. Again, it's like the thing with the guitar. You know, a a clean, non-distorted guitar, you can't make any mistakes because you'll hear them. With a Pilsner, if you make a mistake with a Pilsner, it's going to be right out there. You'll hear it. You'll definitely hear it. You'll taste it. You'll see it. And you'll see it. Like the first time we the first time we made our revival was like a year and a half ago, and it came out hazy. I go, uh, hazy pilsner. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it cleared up for some reason. Like you know, you're like unhazy pilsner. Unhazy pilsner. So it's pretty much scratch out the word hazy. It's like it's like that thing. I meant it (laughs) to be that way, but yeah. So I mean, it's all cyclical. That where people come back around, I can see, you know, people sitting around going, I want to drink nothing but Pilsners. Or- so, so here's a question. You, you're you talking about people have low, uh, short attention spans. They want to try a bunch of different things. When are you going to do a thing where you get four-ounce cans of everything that's on tap currently and let people buy one oh, pack slow down. Let me write that down. four-ounce cans? That's like it. it's all like it. a Bring giant... It. A giant snap pack that fits no, all of these like cans, like 24 of them, Going all back in one to cereals, thing. remember how you used to buy, buy those variety pack of yes. cereals? And you'd eat every one except for the cornflakes? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> right? yeah. You'd eat the Apple Jacks the, the blueberry smacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so. yeah. But, I mean, that's probably something to do with. That's kind of why we moved these cans from Crowlers down to 12 ounce because someone's not going to buy 32 ounces of General Jones's Wildberry Imperial Seltzer. I mean, An imperial you, seltzer. 
I, I, actually, I don't think I've ever had an Imperial Seltzer before. Um, you know, a friend of mine, a uh, good friend of mine at the brewery came. He goes, Scofflaw's got a 10% seltzer. When are you doing that? I'm like, oh, I got to do that now? Okay. Didn't Four Loco <laughs> put out a seltzer that's like 13.9 or something? Oh, like well, Imperial I haven't had it, but uh, yeah. probably. I don't, I'm not giving sure, anything yeah. away because I was talking. I I'm a, probably walked in here. My friend Kelly from Destin Brewing I was on the phone with him because he needs to make seltzers for the beach. He was asking me this and this. And we basically make, you know, 10 to 11%. And then we cut it down to five. But if you didn't cut it, you've got it's 11%. 10%. Sure. And I mean, okay. I mean, that math checks out, Tim. It does, yes. <laughs> I, I, and you, you were saying something about talking about seltzer. I think, listen, if there's a dollar to be made and it sounds strange, and you know, again, I was talking about COVID, but now it's like, you know, if I can sell a seltzer and bring in cash that helps me make the beer I want to make, you got to hit right that AM top 40 hit song so you can record your magna opus. Do you feel dirty about it, though? No, I might. Okay I, oh my it. God! Originally, I'd be like, "Years ago, God, God, you can't do that." Now I'm like, "Whatever yeah. you want to do, man." It's 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 something that's shown to me that like you got there's certain battles you got to fight. A seltzer, we make a seltzer. It's the Wizards of Fizz. It's kind of like an umbrella company or not company brand underneath the Burn Hickory, where I can do whatever I want, like iced teas, hard iced teas, sodas, you know, whatever. But um. I'm kind of experimenting with the flavors with the seltzer to see how, because it's kind of a challenge because, you know, seltzer is pretty easy to make. And so my thing is, how can I have a craft seltzer? How can I take seltzer to the next level? So just like, let's say, if some of the big brands, which we won't say, but we know the big brand seltzers are equivalent to the macro beers, where's the craft version of that? If you're going to take it, why not make it? the best it can be. Well, clearly you add lactose to it. I mean, that's really what milkshake we've learned. Seltzers. Yeah, milkshake seltzers. <laughs> some hey, glitter. I, some glitter. <laughs> that's a good idea. Putting glitter in there. Yeah, the glitter. I, I, sparkle I, seltzer. We do oh, have a we do yeah. have a cake, we do we do have a uh, wedding cake beer that has the funfetti in it. Do you? Yeah. Does it dissolve in the beer? Do you does no, it we sprinkle it on top in the Okay. Thing. I mean, you know, you get people to come. Little, little There's one of those things like frosting. we made a blue beer. Randall and I know you like it. And the joke is it's blue flavored. You need a Schlager beer. You can have Cans. gold flakes wow. in it. Gold Schlager? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Gold flakes in it. It's a Schlager seltzer. Brian, you know, if you had a brain, you might be dangerous. <laughs> he would be. I'm messing with He you comes up with these ideas all the time. But what but, is but, gold schlager? It's like a schnapps, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a, a, a schnapps. Yeah, schnapps. With, with actual gold flakes in it, yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you need. You need a schlager barrel. A schlager barrel, yeah. yeah. Schlager, yeah. Gold gold. Just schlager. pull out some of your gold and flake it off. Do it like truffles. Yeah, <laughs> Just I, shave some of your gold hey, but you bars But, you know, it's one it. of those things, you know, how do you stand out? If there's 8,000 breweries, how do you it's make tough, something? Sure. Gold Our friends at Pontoon made this. Skittles beer and they got yep. picked up by and it was everybody. Some people yes. thought it was stupid. Some people thought it was genius, but it was everybody was talking out. about it. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. And so you got to do and maybe we got a can of that in the fridge if you want to try. I've had it. it. It's good. Had it. Okay. I just saw the Trix Rabbit outside. He's got a bat. He's kind of mad about. Being He's looking off. around. He's looking around. He's got the leopard. We'll drive him. Charms. Look, if we can get the Trix Rabbit to tear into Sean over at Pontoon, we'll drive him. Hey, over listen, there. Captain Crunch isn't even the Navy. I found that out. He's not. He's not. He's not. That's like what Colonel Sanders made a colonel. What? Uh, yeah. uh, now my childhood is ruined. Yeah, that's yeah, it's an honorary title. Yeah, it Terrible, totally is. Isn't it? it totally is. But again, back to the you know the trends. You gotta kind of make something to stand out. You have to trust that your local brewery is gonna have people behind the scenes that are making it that are gonna make good beer. You want experienced brewers to make these beers for you, or it becomes completely like 
craziness because if it, you know, it's next thing you know, you're dumping anything into there and you're kind of like, oh, this is what I want it to be, which it's not bad. That's kind of the root of where we saw. Like, I have seen you. No, I got to call you out here. Yeah, maybe. Probably should. I have seen you take a stout and put it in a blender with Butterfinger bars. I mean, I've literally <laughs> seen that happen. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> Actually, I've got a fig. We've got a fig Newton. I'm working on a Fig Newton stout right now. I went and bought a whole boxes of Fig Newtons and okay. soaked them in. Uh, that would have been good in a quad. Yeah, I think so. A the figgy fig quad, yeah. yeah. you got to think of what they f- taste like. But, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is who, in the end, who's going to ultimately decide what how what trends stay are the consumers. If there's no money to be made in milkshake IPAs, it will change. If there's no, If nobody's buying a Skittles beer... Then people will stop making sure. those. If they don't support it, if then people are quit if people are them. buying it, and and you know I, that's one thing that I have learned is that for me to to have my dream owning a brewery, there's certain concessions you have to make to make stuff that you may not be. <laughs> sounds bad to say this, but in reality, you know you can't pay the landlord in beer. <laughs> you got to pay him in sure. money. Right. So if you want to, you got to pick your battles. Well, sometimes if your landlord's really cool, you can. But uh, you know what I predict in the future. I think I think there will be a return of carrot cake doubles. I think that's, that's, that's true. Big, I, people ask big me about sporting that. carrot cake doubles, guys. That's we're right. going to take another quick break, and then Scott, I bet you got more to say, don't you? I bet we can uh, talk more. I mean, we can we can talk about my third grade trip to the zoo. Okay, we can do that then. <laughs> You're listening to Beer Guys Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk more with Scott Hedin of Burnt Hickory Brewery. You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Athletic's got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order, and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Are you really doing Facebook right? I'm Aaron Williams, and here's your Marketing Minute. Facebook is a fantastic place to communicate with your fans. I'm sure you're using it to let people know about your specials, new beers, events. In other words, you're talking at your audience. Instead, try talking with your audience. Start conversations, ask questions, and show your fans what's going on behind the scenes. You'll make more of them, I promise. For more marketing tips and tricks, head to crafted-consulting.com radio. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram to be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! 
Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. And stuff like this. You get this. You do. But anybody gets this. And all of our podcast listeners are going to get this right here. That's right. They're going to get it all right. But our Patreon supporters (laughs) will get this, Brian. With no commercial interruption. What? That's yes, insane. That's right. All right. Yeah. I guess we should get back to talking to Scott. Your video would He's play after should. this ad. He won't that's stop right. talking, yeah. so we might as well talk you to him. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why you guys are making fun of me like that, but whatever. <laughs> We've been doing that since, yeah, it's since fine. he... I don't know, you know, I don't know just to tell a little bit about our history with Scott Hadeen. So we drank beer with you, and Scott, we actually knew you right as or just before we started home brewing. We got to know you guys and really respected what you were doing. This is back when your best brewer ever was at the brewery, Will Avery. <laughs> and we really enjoyed his you know, what he was Will. doing. But, the uh, you know, we were the type that if we were brewing something and we didn't know what to do or we had a question, we'd go to the people we respect. And I'd go bug your brewer. So, And I think at first with Will, I think I just annoyed him. I think it was just an annoyance. Yeah, I think he did that on purpose. I think he and really then, loved it. Yeah, and then after a while, you know, get to know. So you guys helped us a lot with well, that. It, and then we, you actually invited us for a few of your anniversary parties. We did collaborations with you. Yeah, you got I to mean, serve that's fine. That's, that's there, one so. of the reasons why I opened a brewery was to yeah. meet people and meet people who liked beer like me. I didn't do it for the money. <laughs> that's a good thing, Scott. <laughs> it's really <laughs> a good thing. I'm, it's funny. The story I have is that I went to some a bar. This is a bunch of years ago, and the and the bartender. <laughs> Korean. I started like kind of like secret shopping him. I go, okay. well, what do you think sure. about this? What do you think? What do you think about Burnt Hickory? He goes, oh man, they do whatever they want to do, man. And the owner, man, he's crazy. He does anything, man. He just he doesn't even care about money. And I was like, that guy sounds like a real jerk. Yeah, he's dumb. <laughs> he's <laughs> <What a> super <dummy. laughs> dumb. <laughs> he doesn't know how to run a business at That's all. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, that was the wake up call. Is you know the whole idea that yeah. you know you take your hobby and your passion and turn it into a business. I don't want to sound like a broken record because I do have passion for beer i love beer i love the whole brewing process i love the marketing and all that but you know things are going to talk about the future of craft beer but you know what the people who say the people who say it's not about the money are the ones that are making a boatload of money from it. they're like well i didn't start this for the money you know john john smith has made 47 million dollars this year with his brewery well it's not about the money it's about yeah, the passion yeah. so yeah first of all scott hadeen has made four dollars and 27 cents <laughs> people's like we spent also you know, not about the money right. <laughs> you know we spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars on our tap room i spent a hundred and fifty cents you know it, but yeah but i mean do. it's it, it, and it shows it really paid DIY. off yeah. thanks yeah <laughs> That's not easy to do with Scott. No, that's, I, I hit a, that's a win for me. I had, a, cross, I, I had a crossroads, and then I decided not to. I decided to stay on the <laughs> to main. Stay road. there. That's yeah. good for you, man. You know, well, Scott, talking about uh, to get us a little back on the train tracks here. We're we're goofing now, but we did talk during the break. We wanted to get your take on kind of the future of craft beer, man. Like, what is next? We've talked about kind of the, the history of what things have gone on. Uh, what do you think is next as far as the, the shape of the industry or next as far as trends go? The way the industry is going, I would think there's going to be a, a limit where there can only be so many breweries and there's going to be oversaturation of it. You know, it's not, craft beer is not as special as it was. You know, again, like 20 years ago, I made that comment about the breweries being 30 miles away or whatever. I think that breweries and become like restaurants and you know it's like you know you go to a town you go to this you know it's it's not a franchise anymore or it's not it's a local based 
tap room with something, like you said, something to do, something going on, food, or some type of experience of going, actually going to the source. I mean, I would tour breweries, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, and they would literally be like Quonset huts, and you would look at the guy, you know, putting the caps on the bottles, and then, you know, you grab a low fill, you're excited, you know. Now it's you like, what have you got for me to entertain me and me to bring my family to? So I think that's a, a little, I mean, it's kind of where it's going to be. I think they're probably neat. I think there's a bunch of people who got into the brew business thinking it's going to be fun, and they're going to realize that, okay, to maintain a certain level, you got to be able to deliver the goods like every can, every can you make has got to be as good as the last can. And if you can't do that, you're not going to survive. Sure. Because once you get labeled, oh, that's a bad beer or inconsistent, that's a, bad inconsistent beer, exactly. or something, you're going to, you're, you can't get that back. So, and even it used to be, well, I like that beer. They're locals. They're good. You just can't say that anymore. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, well, how good are you? You know, we've talked about, before we started the Beer Guys radio show, I moderate a forum, uh, Reddit ATL Beer. And I've been Never doing heard that. of it. You've been doing that <laughs> seven or eight years. But I used to get a lot of grief because people said that I was just a local cheerleader. You know, that all you, well, not all local breweries are great. And, I'm, and you know what? I, I agree with that. I always have agreed with that. But I'm the type that I'm going to talk positively about the folks I do like, and I'll just shut my mouth about the ones I don't. You know, I don't Not have like to anything, say anything negative, it's, you know, whether it's, it's, it's like uh, a, a hey, baseball player you like or don't like sure. or a certain band that you don't like or whatever. They're still going to be. I have a, a complete respect for anybody who decides they want to open a brewery because I kind of understand what it actually takes to actually physically do that. It's a lot yeah. of work. It's a lot of time. And it, you kind of put yourself out there. You know, you you know, this is my product that I put out there and I'm giving it to people. Like even now you guys are opening my cans going, gosh, I hope they like them, you know, but sure. they, and you've but, known us for years and, and I used years to be like years. so sensitive about it. now. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm just glad that you're even, you know, I want to give you a two star rating on untapped. So that, you that's great. Me. At least I'm getting a review on untapped. <laughs> you know, it's go. like, Hey, at least right. I'm on yeah. there, you know, but I mean the future, I don't know where it's going to go. Where I'd like to see it go is that we start to see, you know, classic beers and we're going to start to see a generation of people who look back and think, I used to drink Burnt Hickory because that was a beer I grew up with. Just like we would look right. back on a Rolling Rock or a Natty Bow or, you know, a, a Rainier or whatever. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like that. Jenny Cream. Yeah, some like type of thing. I remember I used to drink this, you know, whatever. It's, beer should be about people coming together and enjoying it and exchanging of ideas. And it brings people together and it makes people form memories and, you know, that type of thing. It's much more, I was having a discussion with somebody about, you know, selling this as a consumer package good. I like to say I don't sell a consumer package good. Even though it is a consumer package good, I sell an experience with my beer. And that's where I'd like to see it stay and have a little bit of wave. And I think with the way local breweries and small batches, we're getting back to almost kind of like nano breweries again, putting out crazy beers, if that makes sense. I mean, I was kind of slamming that earlier, but my thing is I was kind of slamming out saying that that's kind of crazy. But I think that's actually, I really do. I think it's great. I think that people are taking chances to experiment and the market will decide who, who succeeds and what who doesn't. Stands there. Sure. But we can't forget that, it, you know, what's a bond that holds us all together is the love of craft beer. I saw a meme the other day talking about crazy beers and it's like, it said 2015. Wow, these pumpkin beers are insane. I hope this goes away. <laughs> 2020, ISO, double barrel-aged Cheetos, onion, funyun, chocolate, double dip beer. No, oh, so. I thought maybe you were going to say something. Because, I mean, it's almost the point now, normal, it, it, anything that's normal, 
Yeah. It's now cool. <laughs> pumpkin beer was nuts. But I mean, I, five years yeah. ago, pumpkin beer was Seriously. crazy. I, I, I like pumpkin I bought, beers. I personally bought into the hype for a year or so. Hey, yes. I, listen, I can honestly say I've never met a beer. I never, never met, never drank a beer I didn't like. Okay. I mean, I, have, I like I beer. Have, yeah. I mean, I, I like beer. I like beer, too. I've had some really bad beer, Scott, so, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well, like that's true. Them. There are some bad beers, but you know, if, if I'm some, not mad if at a you, brewer, beer. I'm if, just if a brewer or a home brewer really put their soul into it, he or she did it and gave it to me, and it was bad. I would tell them, "Here's what I think's wrong with it, and here's how you could you fix it." Like, you know what? Your soul is terrible. I will. I've, yeah, I've, I've you know, good your soul. for you. Do not care for it. I will say that, Scott. They make a joke about people homebrewing, and it's like if you're sharing your beer with people, you're always going to get positive feedback because you're giving them free yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were never that kind to me, Scott. You would tell me. <laughs> well, You would I tell me, hey, man, this true. is. You, I remember sharing a beer with you one time, and you took a sip, and you just started shaking your head. You didn't say anything. And you're like, this has got a lot of flaws. He's like, do you want to? And you, you looked at me. You said, do you want to know? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could have told me the, so, you know, blowing yeah. out my or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, but I was lucky enough to have people. I, that I trust make beer, I would give it to them, and they'd say, "What kind of review do you want?" You may tell you, it's, "Yeah, it's beer. Okay, it's fine. You, you want? Is it perfect? No. And here's what's wrong with it. And here's what you need to do. And that's it. If you really want to become a better home, if you just want to make beer to share with your friends, sure. yeah, it's fine. Right. But if you say, "Hey, what's wrong with it?" I'm going to tell you, but I'm also going to give you my advice. Not saying that I'm like, you know, stamp on it, good, bad. You know, it's like it's right. It's, it's, it's right. all people's palates are different. If you like it, you don't like it. But if you know, if I smell bubble gum. That's a good thing if you wanted that. If I smell this or if it tastes like Band-Aids, you did this or this, you got to go back and find out. But here's how you fix it. And, and I had people, like, again, I started homebrewing in the early 90s. 1890s? 1890s, that's my joke, right? And um, like I said, I was used to You be have in, died of dysentery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be into Mastodon back in the day. Not the <laughs> yeah. band, the animal. The actual animal, um, <laughs> yeah. They, would to they told me this is what's wrong with it, and that's the only reason I became better is by doing that. Same thing when I did t television news, that people would show me their stories, or I'd show stories to people who produced stuff that I liked and said, what do you think? And... I want the honest opinion. I don't want like this sucks and throw it back at him. I'd right. Be like, Tell me okay, what's wrong and this how sucks. Do I fix this is it. what's wrong with it. Are you happy? Do you first question? I say, do you like it? If you like it, that's great. Do I like it? It's great that you made it. I don't like it. Here's why I don't like it. And here's what you can do. Scott mentioned his TV news. So here's some fun burnt hickory trivia for those that didn't know that Scott literally has a bin full of Emmys. Yeah, he won Emmys. He yes. actually tied a stick to one of them and uses it to stir the mash. Yeah, the mash yeah. with the Emmy. You I got, gotta right. make I got some a... crap about that because friends of mine who are still in the business, it's like, you know, I've worked so many years to make an Emmy and you're making fun of it. I'm like, sorry. I'm I mean, sorry. That was my previous life. I mean, this is what happens when you have well, so many. It's obsessive behavior. You that should I have. make a necklace out of it like the Beastie Boys did with the Volkswagen. <laughs> it's symbol. true. I've thought about that. We make yeah. cap handles out of them. Sure. I mean, it's obsessive. It's a, my typical obsessive disorder where I got in so much into TV news that I, I couldn't, I couldn't be successful unless I had 15 Emmys. <laughs> and then yeah. once I won 15 Emmys, I was kind of now it's time to move on. I translated the beer and I got so into it that I had I not only into home brewing that I had to open a brewery and then I had to do this and I had to do this and you know all this and years later now I'm looking back going you know I could have been a little less tense back in the day and things would have been a little bit better. And folks may not know but you actually filmed an award-winning documentary on MLK, didn't you? Yes. With, uh, I forget her name. Brenda Wood. Uh, Brenda Wood. So right here in Ah, Atlanta, John Lewis just died. I mean, John yeah. was one of the coolest dudes you could ever meet. I met right. all these different people. 
Yeah, that's you know I never John Rocker. I got to hang out with John Rocker, aren't you? John Rocker, I'm a real John Rocker. Yeah, Yeah. or Eric Robert Rudolph. What? Oh, really? Okay. What was your of your TV news career? Do you have one moment that was most memorable? Uh, gosh, I don't. Even, I don't. Why even... are you chuckling at me, Scott? No, because it's what like you got to think about like what's the best what's beer it? you ever drank. Right. What's the best beer? I, you what's know, you... it depends. You know, or or just pick one that oh, was memorable. I, I, I did a story where we, you know, the only thing I the only thing that was in the story was a mugshot of a guy uh, that the police were looking for had kidnapped a, a kid, uh-huh. and we they literally a person literally saw that story and saw the person and called the police and they free and they got oh, the, see? the kid. That's big stuff. That's yeah, a win. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's stuff, like yeah. hurricanes I covered or natural disasters or you know crazy stuff that happened it why'd you leave tv news i did it for like 20 years so it's like yeah let's on to the next thing let's do a you know and i don't want to see how i'm trending now because the tv news changed it wasn't the same way i was doing long form stuff now craft beer is start going like oh please don't start getting like tv news guys like what am i going to do next i mean if you look at tv news the difference what it is now and what it was then you know i'm not gonna make jokes about fake news but you know this type of thing where news (laughs) is now it's different when i was you know i was a photojournalist you know and i shot stories that were like long form or whatever was going on and then i i was able to take some of that creativity that i had and put it into my beer because it would be the same kind of workflow process flow and then you would be you would create something from you get the material together create it produce it and put it out into the world like tv news i would go shoot a story i you know produce it edit it and then broadcast it out to people same thing with you you're brewing beer you make it you ferment it you package it you send it out so that was my first career then brewing's my second career my third career <laughs> i'm thinking about golf golf pro golf pro okay Okay. Walmart yeah. door greeter. You know? I was thinking either that or yoga oh my instructor. God. Oh, my God. I mean, Being a Walmart yeah. dog, door greeter would be Walmart so cool. Walmart door greeter, yeah. What would you have to worry about? I, oh, my God. I didn't say hi to that person. What's well, going to happen? Well, that's it, man. You get you go in, it's the old person there. They're just like, ah, welcome to Walmart. You know, they put the, if what you're bringing life. something back, they put the smiley face sticker Yeah, that'd be good. People they walking by. I, that guy used to brew at Bernakery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that guy went crazy brewing it. You know, he's sniffing the uh, the caustic soda. Yeah. The great thing about the door greeter is you can tell that they literally do not care at all about anything. And they go home not at a night. Care in the world. They go yeah. home at night and drink a and drink a craft beer and watch and watch the Flash. And that's on, it. On Netflix. And then go to bed. And they're and not angsty it. about it. They just they don't care. They just don't care. They're not, it just doesn't matter. The, yeah. You know, they're not worried about the excise tax or whether their labels are going to show up or don't why care. did why did your seltzer not hit, you know, hit the certain gravity don't in care. 2 days and don't care. Is your Okay, go ahead. They Bye. don't care. So Scott, what's coming up for Burnt Hickory? Hopefully, a lot of success. Okay, do it after do that, it, yes. or oh, um, it, you know, it's before the same, that, we same things like we didn't have our eighth anniversary party, which is always something because of obviously what happened. So we're going to have that probably in the fall, but then things keep changing, so it's kind of like the imaginary anniversary. Yeah. We're getting ready to put our white flag out, which is our usually August. It's our apricot saison. Um, named after my friend Pat's band, White Flag. And we've got our Mud Honey coming back as an Oktoberfest. We're going to try to release that in September when it's maybe maybe only in the Appropriate, 80s. Right. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. And then, you know, we've got Killdozer coming. We've got – I mean, everything's normal for us. I mean, it's kind of scary. I keep looking around going, should I be worried? But I am worried, but I'm always worried. Business but, as but usual. But it's business as usual. we got bottle releases. Again, we're doing more of these variants – a lot, again, we went to this variant thing and, and with the curbside to go because people were saying, well, okay, I like digits and I like driving and crying. 
uh, the beers, but, you know, we really want to get some of your, like, Almond's Joy or your Ice Cream Social Distancing or My Brother the Cow or the, the different ones you can only get on draft. So we started doing this variant series, a mix pack. We come by and get those because, you, you know, again, you have to be able to adapt to the – and that's what's going to be the future of – craft beer or any business moving ahead from this time now you have to adapt and be able to take what you do naturally and what you do but make it work within the new parameters that have now been set up i think you know this is you know watershed moment in american culture is this pandemic but yes what's coming you're like something and then and then we're going to have a food truck (laughs) but yes and trivia and trivia um and yeah we've got and we've got industry night Again, trying to make the beer. I've got a great uh, brewer right now, a guy named Trapper. He came to me. He's actually worked at Southern Sky. Okay. All but right. He's a, he's a big yeah. mead drinker, so he's totally into that. He looks like Aquaman, so, you know, I make the joke that. You know, we share space with a meadery here. Oh, if yeah, yeah, down, yeah. I know Robin got, so, and yeah. Eric and then yeah. Tamara. Viking Alchemist. Yeah, Tamara. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I know those guys, but Trapper's coming along real well. I, you know. I get a little bit more. I can back off a little bit more. I'm trying to get more into more of the kind of coming up with ideas. We're trying to do some more stuff with the band Driving and Crying, which is our kind of our house band of sort that we make a beer for. You know, they basically, COVID hit them in the sacks where they can't go out and tour. So we're trying to promote a beer for a band that can't play anywhere. Now, Scott, we've talked about the many faces of Scott Hedin. Again, outside of TV news and a brewery owner and just being dead sexy, you're a punk rocker. Well, I would like to think that you, you know, were in the Chiefs. I was in a band called the Chiefs. The yes. Chiefs, spelled, for, for, spelled wrong, right? <laughs> right, and uh, that's uh, unfortunately the one of the band's founders. Yeah, yeah got Bob ill and passed, passed, passed away. away. Yeah, he passed but, away. So, but we, but you've got uh, you played, I believe, with Descendants, right? Didn't, yeah, we played uh, with the Descendants. Bill, the drummer, he mixed our new single that's out. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs were a, a very. Like it's kind of like a, a rock and roll fantasy camp for me and my friend Brad and James. We uh, were able to join. Bob was in the band The Chiefs like in 1980 in L.A. and they played with the Black Flag, uh, Social Distortion, Bad Religion, The Descendants. And Bob moved here and he. I ran into him just because I helped. I sold his single that I had of The Chiefs okay, right. and made money to help fund start the up brewery. a market brewery. And I was like, I met him and started talking to him about his band. I go, well, you were partly a investor of my brewery because your single that you put out in 1980, I sold for 300 bucks and put it toward it. So we became friends and I was like, dude, I know all your songs. Can we play? So I actually joined the Chiefs, which is kind of like the joke that, like, if you look on Wikipedia, the little asterisk. Like, little star. But anyway, we were the band. <laughs> the little we, timeline no, of when and, they were know, the band. And we yeah. went. And, we and went. Scott Hedin joined. Scott Hedin. Asterisk, not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was in the, I was officially, Bob did said I was official Chiefs member. But it's, um, the thing about it was, yeah, so, but it's, music has been a passion of mine. And again, I try to move, everything I try to do, like with my TV news when I did that or my beer or my music, I try to be creative and I try, it's, I, you got to have a creative outlet. Sure. And music was for, for years. It was just a thing that I was, you know, was into. So I was able to actually kind of have a rock and roll fantasy camp where I was actually in the band, the chiefs. So, and we do have a new single out. So you can go on Bandcamp, the chiefs spelled cool. wrong. Because Bob, it's on Spotify as well, it's on right? Spo- yeah, we're on Spotify. 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 It's um, It's like the way Keith is spelled. Oh, okay. All right. Bob, Keith, in 1980, right. Bob got a bunch of dumpster dived and got a bunch of shirts, and he spray-painted the name of the band on the on the shirts, <laughs> and he spelled all of them wrong. So instead of changing – I mean, this is totally, totally, crap, right, this, totally craft yeah, beer. See, yeah. Instead of changing the shirts, they changed the name of the band. There you go. Well, there you go. Good stuff. But yeah, so anyway. But they're a famous – I mean, they're a famous – I mean, literally, it's imagine it's like if you were a brewer – 
being hired to brew with Pierre Sellis or, yeah. you know, hang out with Burt Grant or, you know, Fritz Maytag or something. That's kind of what the Chiefs Pretty were Pretty cool to stuff. Me. Yeah, yeah, it's man. cool. You've had an I'm interesting not, life, Scott. I'm... Yeah, sure enough, man. I totally so if people it. want to keep up with what else is going on with Burnt Hickory, where oh, uh, should they go? What should uh, the, they the do? Social media, the social fa- media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, our website. Just email us. I'm Scott at BurntHickoryBrewery.com. Or, there you go. You, know, you can whatever. find out. Email him up. directly it's for fu- anything I, you want funny. to know. It's funny. People all the time, they come into the brewery and they're like, hey, Scott's here. I mean, I'm there all the time. I mean, it's, yes. you know. Go by and visit him. Kennesaw, Georgia, if That's you're right. in the area. Keep an eye out for the beer. Where all is your beer distributed right now, Scott? We're in the whole – well, you know, we have beer in the Panhandle of Florida, a couple places down there, which we saw, actually saw a bunch down there. Chattanooga. You're up in Tennessee, right? We, we were. We were. Were. Okay. We're, and then we're in Alabama a little bit. But we kind of curved back because we were finding that the beer – we were sending it in other places, and we're kind of like it's – again, it goes back to that local thing. I mean, sure. we were yeah, going yeah. into – we're going into Chattanooga – where we were pay- paying out-of-state taxes on it, so our beer was like a dollar or maybe $2 more versus gotcha. local breweries, which make great beer, like and Hutton they and know Smith right or there in the sure. And they can hand-deliver in, this, in, this, in the, whatever the county is there and, and where Chattanooga is. You can deliver within that county. Self-distribution. Self-distribution. Huh? Yep, so all of a sudden, stuff. you know, you know, why get a pint of Burnt Hickory's Zeke for seven bucks a pint when you get a Hutton and Smith for five right. bucks and it's made right down the street. So again, it's the local thing. Drink local, man. Drink, Drink local. local. Scott, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you being available on short notice and coming and hanging with us. I don't I can come back next week if you want me to. <laughs> no, we're done with <laughs> we you. We hope man. not. Yeah, okay. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Chicago's Pipeworks Brewing. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because... Only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.